bitch is bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Bailey. And I'm Erica. And guys, I'm so excited to be back. I know we've been apart for so long. <laughs> it's 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 given me a little bit of tears. Yeah, there's been like a void in my life. Oh, I know. It's true. Uh, and then we came together and like wrote a thing. Yeah. We did write a thing. We, we wrote a thing and people are are mad. <laughs> but they're also not all mad. Some people are really happy. Yeah. Actually, the messages and the comments that I've been getting, people are really, really happy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our article in uh, the Ottawa Citizen this week. It's called Racist Myths at the Heart of Blues Fest Criticism. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So definitely go check it out. Um, it's linked to on our Instagram, uh, Instagram, I think, our Facebook, our Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um you can read it online. If you're really fortunate and live in Ottawa, you can get a print copy. Exactly. Exactly. On on the Saturday, July 15th edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day only. Yes. <laughs> I feel like newspapers aren't using that as marketing enough. They're like, one day only. Like, every day they should be doing that. I know. Oh, that's a good point. Right? That is a good point. Oh, my gosh. It would be like disappearing. It would be like Snapchat, but physical Snapchat. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, literally, newspapers invented Snapchat. Oh, my gosh. I just realized that. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> um, what else have we been up to? Um, Eric was on uh, News 1310 this week. I was. I talked about the minimum wage. Yeah. I talked about, what's her name, Jolene or something. There was this uh, woman. Oh, wait a minute. You, as the baseball fan, mm-hmm. okay, remember in Miami? Oh, the, the national anthem. The national, the national anthem, anthem for the All-Star game. Yeah, and I was like, I saw what she was wearing. I honestly saw what she was wearing, and I was like, surprise, surprise, it came out that bad. <laughs> I didn't watch the video because uh, I don't. You didn't care. It's didn't fine. didn't care. It's fine. Um, I, I didn't watch the video because I don't click on links. <laughs> it like is like it's hard to get me to click through. Wow, <laughs> really? Yeah, I never click through. Fuck that shit. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Wait um, a minute. Wait a minute. Are these links on Twitter where the media is already displayed? Just any links. Any links. And whatsoever. I won't listen to sound either. So like, if it's not captioned, I'm not listening. Okay. So word to the wise: if you're uploading <laughs> video on any platform, make sure the captions are on for people like Bailey. Yeah. Because I will not <laughs> click the box. You have the most interesting <laughs> idiosyncrasies. <laughs> Between this and your flat pop, I don't know. That's true. <laughs> warm, warm pop. Oh, sorry, warm pop. Uh, so yeah, so Erica, you're on thirteen ten, and Aaron, you judged a comedy competition. I did judge a comedy competition. Oh, how was that? It was pretty good. It was exceeded my expectations, just because uh, stand up comedy can be really hit or miss. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the guy who won that night. Um, so it's like tournament format. So the guy who won that night was hilarious i spent the whole time during his set pretty much laughing like all the judges did yeah so that was fun um and the great thing about those things are they're reoccurring things so if you want to see the bad and bitchy gals out and about we're going to be at yuck yucks until august judging the competitions and 
And check out 1310 News because, Aaron, you're there next week. Uh, the 26th. And Bailey's I'm there in. next week. I'm oh, the 26th isn't next week. Oh, no, shoot. no. <laughs> next week, Bailey's there on the 18th. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my concept of time is I know. rude. Okay? You're, you're not the 9 to 5 I anymore. can't. No. That's good, though. <laughs> oh, I know it's good because I already <laughs> talked to an old colleague. Um, yeah. Do we have any other fun and exciting updates? Um, oh, I got published on CBC. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. That yeah. is amazing. Erica was named one of the top 150 black women in Canada. Woo-hoo. Making change. Like, that's fucking awesome. I yeah. totally shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out to CBC. Um, I'm not going to reveal the person I talked to because I don't know if she wants me to reveal her name, but she was absolutely awesome. She kept true to my story and i'm sure she did that for everybody else and okay so the um it was just it was just really cathartic for me Mm -hmm. because i've been i basically talk about work and my work and my experience and so on and so forth um it is published on cbc up close Mm -hmm. that's the um name of it and it's i've posted it all over social media by the way i have realized that linkedin when you ever talk about race on linkedin some dude with an mba will come in and tell you you're wrong (laughs) classic yeah and these are people who are hiring people yeah and managing them yeah so White men are, like, they really know. Well, actually, white people really know about racism. Like, yeah. they read a lot of studies. Yes, and so. and apparently they can tell people of color what is racist and what's not. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they have this intrinsic knowledge that we just don't possess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that we need to listen to. Lived because experience. they mm-hmm. are the authorities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you, white men. <laughs> All you white men on LinkedIn that... Or actually anywhere, because we get it everywhere, who decide to roll in and tell us what is racist and what is not, because white women do too. Um, this thank just, you for that. This just like supports my personal theory that LinkedIn is fucked. Well, we well, talked yeah, about the sexual you got dick <laughs> And you got dick pics. And like, I'm like, I don't even understand this interface. Like, it's not user friendly. No, it's not. Like I'm like, where are all the stuff that I actually posted? Well, and it looks like Microsoft 2002. Well, Microsoft did buy it, which means well, that yeah. that's there go- we go. That's going down. <laughs> Problem <now>. solved. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be obsolete in no time. If they didn't have Lynda.com, I don't know where they would be. That's I don't know true. Where Linda is. It's like oh. a skills learning website. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like Coursera but better. Or like Skillshare. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Oh, by the way, I also realized... Okay, so with a, an Ottawa Public Library card, mm. you can access Linda for free. Oh, my God. I fucking love my library card. See? And, like, I didn't know that, but the Overdrive app is, like, the most important thing in my life. I, one, don't know what Overdrive is. Neither two, do I. I don't like going to the library. And nobody oh, goes to the library. I go to the library <laughs> once a week. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Like I go every Bailey's day afternoon. Bailey is such the grandma. Bailey. Okay, if you saw Bailey's style and then you saw her lifestyle, the two don't match. No, there's <laughs> definitely a cognitive dissonance. Yeah. There. 
Yeah. Well, I go to the library every single week, and I fucking love it. And the Overdrive app makes it so you don't actually have to go to the library because it's audiobooks and ebooks that you get for free. I have too many podcasts to listen to. Me to too. Listen to audiobooks. Okay. Well, I like to get the next like Patricia Cornwell on audio. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way. Uh, what year were you born? <laughs> I know. I know. 1960? I don't know. <laughs> Patricia Cornwell? Like I you could have said Judy Bloom, and I would have been like, yeah. No. No, apparently not. Okay. What is this? X for X-ray? Like <laughs> X for X-ray? <laughs> well, I think. W I, for waterboarding? The library <laughs> is good. O clean. for Omar. <laughs> <laughs> the library is good, clean, free fun. Okay. And Wi-Fi. It has free Wi-Fi. Yeah. But you can only get on the Wi-Fi if you have a library card. Oh, fuck. Everyone should have a library card. I don't go to the library. (laughs) Well, now we have lynda.com. Well, let's move on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, This is not how I envisioned this intro going. I know. (laughs) Uh, Just so everyone knows, we're going to have a brand new website pretty soon. And we're going to put all of our jazzy media up on a media page on that website. So... I Keep think I, I, yeah, I think I just saw my <laughs> culpability in this. And yes, we will. <laughs> Very soon. If this we, is us holding Erica to account. This is. If this we is. had like an office, we would send around an email that said gentle reminder. Yes, yes, you would. <laughs> you would. But instead we have Slack and no office. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the message anyway. Anyway. Um, so what's up first today? What do we want to do first? I thought you were going to... Let's I, go into Betsy. Do, what's you Betsy? Betsy? You want to do Betsy? Okay. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. Betsy doing? Betsy the boss. Okay. All right, so we're going to start this week in feminism off with Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, who we've talked about before. With the greatest her little, oxymoron. Her twee little name. It is... Know. Oh, my God, her name is so twee. Yeah. What yeah. is twee? Like little and cutesy. Like cutesy and like 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 a farm wedding. She does. Farm look- weddings are all about twee. She, 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 <laughs> she, she, how do you spell? She's a human Pinterest. Oh my she God. She is a human Pinterest. Oh my God, she is. She's like a rustic wedding board on Pinterest. That's her, that's what her name sounds like. Oh my like. God. This is so true. But also like yeah. a cow's name. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like, like Amish or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Betsy. Betsy. Yeah. Anyway, so Betsy DeVos has decided that she wants to help both the victims of campus sexual assault and now also those who have been falsely accused of rape. Does she realize (laughs) one is going to be quite a bigger group than the other? Um, Equality. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. So basically, (laughs) this is in stark contrast to the approach of the Obama administration who had previously focused on survivors only through Title IX. Yeah. Um, and th- for those of you who don't know, uh, probably most Canadians, because I wasn't entirely familiar with this, um, Title IX is a federal civil rights law that prohibits the discrimination on the prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex in any educational program or activity that receives federal funding. Mm-hmm. Um, it also addresses sexual harassment, sexual violence, or any other gender-based discrimination that may deny a person access to educational benefits and opportunities. There's a really great documentary called The Hunting Ground. And uh, if you're if you're like interested in learning more about how Title IX plays out on campus, I totally recommend watching The Hunting Ground. This is the Title IX... Um, okay. Did I... 
I feel like there was an NCAA sports. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it got originated it. Yeah. from women's yeah. sports on campus. So uh, the Cleary Act, which uh, is another federal law that intersects with Title IX, is a bill of rights for survivors of campus sexual assault that requires colleges and universities to do things such as notify survivors of counseling resources, um, to provide academic or living accommodations, such as changing dorms, classes, etc. Um, and those colleges and universities are also required under Title IX to provide survivors with a prompt, adequate, and impartial investigation should they choose to make a report, which includes things such as providing a time frame for all important stages of the grievance process, um, resolving the case based on the preponderance of evidence standard. For example, was it more likely than not that the sexual violence or harassment occurred? and um, providing the same opportunity to present a case as all other parties involved, uh, such as if one person is allowed to appeal the outcomes of the investigation or sanction is or is allowed to hire a lawyer, then the other parties must have the same opportunity. Mm, okay. So earlier this week, I think this past Thursday, uh, Betsy DeVos met with survivors of campus sexual assault, but also met with members of a men's rights group uh, which argues that men accused of assault are treated unfairly by colleges under the Obama administration's Title IX guidance. Um, the National Coalition for Men has a history of intimidating victims by publishing the identities of women who say they, who they say make false accusations. Well. I mean, this is just ridiculous, and it perpetuates the rape myth that women are doing this all the time. And we know that survivors, like, literally, the the latest report that came out, um, I think, through Unfounded, said that uh, police got 20,000 reports of sexual violence mm-hmm. in uh, 2014. But then when Stats Can did a self-report survey, 636,000 incidences of yep. sexual assault actually happened. So this is not a thing. Like, it's just... Well, and it... It goes back to the argument that like that the men's rights groups make that women are doing it for their own benefit and their own gain. But like the way that women who report sexual assault are treated is just awful. Yeah. So like why would someone willingly choose to put themselves through that? Yeah. Well, that's the point is that first of all, um, anybody who thinks that this is, you know what this is? This is parallel with with racism, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense that all of a sudden, if you report mm-hmm. racism, if you report sexual assault, you are the problem. Yeah. And we've done, we do this all the time. The people who speak out are the ones who get hammered. Yeah. So why would anybody speak out and yeah. risk that? Yeah. Um, I just think I think that at the end of the day, there's a power structure in America, in the Western world that is trying to hold on for dear life. And anybody who butts up against it will get pummeled, Mm -hmm. which I can see that, you know, nobody gives up power willingly. So all these people who are like, well, you have to be nice when you protest, like, fuck you. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so um I think what what is going to have to happen is that we're just going to have to do this shit ourselves. Yeah. 
Um, I know about male allies. Great. Love, would love, true male allies, yeah, by a, the way. Yeah, I'm a little sick of male allies. I, <laughs> I try to be, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit more diplomatic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Why am I even bothering? Um, <laughs> I don't trust male allies. Neither do I. Okay. So, um, and a lot of, I think a lot of younger guys are struggling with what is right so to speak mm-hmm. right because they're growing up in this in for lack of a better word culture wars which i hate using because these are actually socioeconomic challenges mm-hmm. that are real yeah um yeah so betsy devos visiting and this idea of giving people who are full of shit <laughs> equal access to a platform is not helpful yeah because yeah. i've i've heard the argument and this always comes from white men this argument mm-hmm. well you just need to put them up there to show how stupid they are uh no because what you're doing is you're normalizing their behavior exactly yeah if proud boy show when proud boy shows up on cbc people think that it's it's legitimate yeah yeah because they're on CBC. They're on yeah. power and politics, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. By the way, what's with CBC and giving a platform to racists and misogynists? Why is that a thing all of a sudden? Yeah. I, I don't know. I CBC, guess what's like, with you? They're like trying to like show a balance. No, no. CNN did that. And guess what? They, they helped to elect Trump. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other issue for me with this situation of like, this whole idea that men accused of sexual assault are treated unfairly and it just like plays into that like oh it ruins men's lives like it's like it doesn't we actually know that it doesn't like there are a lot of men in power who have been accused of sexual violence and actually been proven to have done sexual violence and they're doing just fine ben roethlisberger i'm looking at you yep yeah which hurts because i'm kind of a steelers fan (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and betsy devos's top civil rights chief candace jackson um said uh told the new york Mm -hmm. times uh earlier this week also that quote 90 percent of accusations fall into the category of we are both drunk or we broke up and six months later I found myself under a Title IX investigation because she just decided that our last night sleeping together just wasn't right. Oh, my God. That's not even true. Number, I don't even believe that stat. I know. <laughs> and the thing is, like, we were both drunk. That doesn't mean it wasn't assault. That, yeah. Like, that's still very valid sexual assault. Why is it that we're a society that pushes alcohol to women but when they mm. actually consume that alcohol, they turn into something else. They're a harlot. Uh, yeah, a harlot. Uh, 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 yeah, I know. You, I've you're been, all. I've yeah, been thinking yeah, about I it know. a lot. I know. You know? I know. Where's your Instagram story on this? <laughs> <laughs> the sobriety story. Yes, by Bailey Ooh. Reed. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. The sobriety story. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. Like, and then, I, I think, I mean, I, in some ways, understand. The dilemma that when men are drinking, they can still be held accountable for their actions. And then when women are drinking, they can't consent. Like, I do see how people are confused about the logic there. But, like, when you actually think about how it plays out, it's not confusing at all. Because, like, the thing is, when, when, 
women have like I've had drunk sex a lot in my life. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like even yeah. sex that I don't even really remember that well. Like it was like <laughs> definitely really fucking drunk. <laughs> and so was he. And I've never woken up and felt like I experienced assault. You huh. know when you've exactly. something's wrong. Like I yeah. know that I would wake up that morning and be like, mmm, something was predatory about this. You mm-hmm. know, so we that if we just decided that the basis of the system was gonna believe women and we worked from there and we developed a framework with that in mind, then we would be fine. We wouldn't be having these like, oh, it's just he shed, sea shed or whatever. You mean a system like the system that always believes the police? Yeah. Okay. But it's built on this like misogynistic culture where women are always vilified and they're always deemed irrational yeah always well and it goes back always irrational it goes back to like biblical like the the first sin or whatever it is like of like you know it was eve's fault for biting the apple and luring being a lure and adam consented well yeah like it's like Anyway, I it's just this Adam, trope that we Adam, see. I know Adam over can't and be over and held. Over. Re- was he drunk? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I I feel you being a Catholic. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, but um, this original sin yeah, is always has always been has always been sold as a an evil woman, a Jezebel, mm-hmm. and this and yeah. that, a, a Lolita, a Lolita. Yeah. A Delilah, a Delilah, totally, et cetera, et cetera, um, manipulating men into into doing wrong. But I'm just like, but he consented. Yeah. (laughs) So he did it. Yeah, he actually did it. Well, and yeah, exactly. And granted, it was it was it was a two pronged effort. I'm not saying it wasn't, but he did it. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then, yeah, we just see it played out in pop culture over and over, over and, over. and over. And and you know what the sick thing is? Is that women themselves, we we play it over in pop culture, well, too. Well, we've inter- internalized, internalized it, right? It, yeah. Because we grew up being inundated with these messages. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And to be honest, it also goes to the... There's also an economic... I will always say economic reasoning. Um because because historically women have been dependent on men mm-hmm. um the onus is usually on the wim- woman to prove that she yeah. be- belongs or that she's supposed to be there or something or other the point is we don't believe women that's the point i'm trying yeah, to make yeah that is the point we don't believe women um we don't trust women's um instincts or lived experiences. Or lived experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the paternalization of our society, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that. It's, you know, it's amazing to me the things I hear come out of people's mouths or <laughs> they type. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, that's sexist. You do realize the basis of what you're saying is sexist. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. (laughs) (laughs) Next. What's next? All right. So our next topic, um, we are referring to specifically to a uh, column written by Christy Blatchford. Oh, God. (laughs) In the National Post. Um, And she touches on the topic of that there have been a few parents in Canada, particularly in Toronto and British Columbia, 
in the media recently who are trying to raise genderless children and are advocate, advocating for their children's birth certificates to reflect this. Um, the parents don't want their children to feel constrained by the, the gender that the government or, I guess, the parents assign them, and they want the kids to be able to choose for themselves when they are old enough. Somebody's going to at me, I know, but i got to say it. This is so, oh my gosh, this is so Rachel Dolezal. Uh, it's like, I don't want to be constrained by the race I was born with. That is an interesting point. Like, I I think transgender is very real. legitimate yeah, and real. It's legitimate. And I yeah. don't think transracial is. No. But it's like, I, I, I have trouble for myself understanding the logic of why I support one and not the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, right. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Does part of it come back because, like, you like a white person doesn't know the systemic oppression that people of other races experience? Whereas, like, mm-hmm. if you're if you identify as queer or as non-binary, or as you're, if you're transgender, then mm-hmm. those are you're still facing some sort of other oppression. That's true, and actually, then your culture isn't fetishized either. Like, like white people are always like, "Oh, I wish I was black because, like, I love hip hop and whatever. I love their black hair and the, yeah. their braids." And yeah, their... yeah, all right. And, like, and aren't those half half black babies so cute? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, okay. Now that we've talked about it, I can I yeah. can break it down yeah, for yeah. myself. Um, but. Now, I didn't say transgender wasn't a thing. No, no I know. But what, yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, for <laughs> our listeners. For our other <laughs> listeners, the, your birth certificate is actually important for medical reasons. It means that the reason your parents are on your birth certificate is yes, for claiming them for, 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 um, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Genetic? No, not genetic. Um, Legal? F- legal purposes or mm-hmm. administrative purposes or whatever but it also there's a medical reason for it because some diseases are passed on through oh, genetics that's, a, that's an interesting take that we hadn't discussed mm-hmm. earlier but right when we were kind of talking about this mm-hmm. yeah well because i was asking like so gender matters well sex, sex matters. matters gender does sex matter. oh, the biological right yeah. sex matters so sex matters I actually was asking, does sex actually even matter? Like, do we need to have sex on ID? I, I saw something about it on Facebook today. I didn't, I didn't click through, um, but I like there was a there was a, a couple asking like, why do we even have a sex um, designation on like our driver's license and stuff? And I, like, I do. It's maybe, probably administrative. Yeah, and I and I'm like, does it matter? Like, if I get pulled over, does the cop really need to know? First of all, my biological sex, and secondly, what my gender is. No, because like, that's for that identification be... purposes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not for medical purposes. Yeah, yeah. Medical yeah. purposes are different. Which is probably why a lot of driver's licenses, particularly like, in, I think it was in California, Washington, D.C., are now yeah, you genderless. Know, exactly. Because if you say, if you pull somebody over and it says male, yeah, but they're actually identify and live as a female that's not very helpful helpful for identification Mm -hmm. purposes Mm -hmm. however if you're in a hospital and you have i don't know let's say let's say you have some type some type of of ailment that is 
sex-based. Like ovarian cancer. Like ovarian cancer Mm -hmm. or fibroids, for Mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. Fibroids are another one. That matters. Right. Which makes me think about women's quote-unquote health and women's health clinics and like the, the abortion debate and that kind of thing. Like, I wonder if we should move away from the language of women's health because there are men who are getting pregnant now. They're, they're trans men, but like that still now men do need to have pregnancy care. So like, do we need to no, move I don't, from I the don't, language? I thought women's health, I've always thought the idea of women's health, even though I use it and I, I really shouldn't, um, is yes, a sweet of services mm-hmm. for specifically for women, but I, I've also thought it's a way to defund certain things, mm-hmm. right? Well, so yeah. you can defund abortion through women's health initiatives, right? Do you see what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but you could, or you could do the scorched earth approach, which is happening down south, and just get rid of it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, healthcare for no one. Well, yeah, exactly. There's a difference because they want white women to have babies. You guys aren't. I'm telling you, that is the underlying, the brown people are having babies, the white women aren't having babies, and they're getting it's more because powerful. because we're providing teenagers with birth control and they're not having yeah. exactly. children yeah. at 17. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm all for it. I'm yeah. just saying. But I'm just saying yeah. in their minds, they're like, holy shit, these, uh, these brown animals are going to overtake our country, and that's it. Because yeah. white women won't do their job. That's, <laughs> Which is that's, birth. Which is birth. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Like They're cows. like, I, the number of times I hear some Republican senator who who's basically boils down, the whole argument boils down to white women, you had one job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing that's interesting, well, that you could talk about is <clears throat> women as a gender, which I think is open and fluid, mm-hmm. and then the female physiological body which is a science which is not open and fluid but perhaps not related at all to women's health well i mean okay it's related a bit but like well it's a basis but yeah but i think that we can understand that the administration of that health is what's important right 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 Right. so like if if a trans man needs to go to a clinic to get an abortion then that shouldn't be like I, I feel like that should feel like a safe space. Yes. Oh my gosh, I kind of I kind of just realized what you're. I think I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. If I could take it a step further, yeah. So the trans man who needs to who needs an abortion mm-hmm. and goes to an abortion clinic mm-hmm. um, is accessing quote unquote women's health, right? But he's not quote unquote. Or he is, quote-unquote, a biological female. Female physiologically. Physiologically. Yeah, but not identified under women's health. Right. Or wouldn't want to identify under women's health. So instead of having him forced to identify one or the other, Mm -hmm. why not just have the health as part of a regular package, as part of the general health, Mm -hmm. and then... Yeah. And then you don't... You don't have to force people to choose a gender, mm-hmm. I yeah. guess is what you're saying. Yeah. You can start from the physiological, scientific place and then go from there. 
Yeah, or just yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. I I gotcha. definitely like think this is a very valuable conversation, and I th- I agree. From what I've learned through learning about the American healthcare system is that Canadians and Americans just fundamentally disagree on how healthcare should be paid mm-hmm. for. Like mm-hmm. they they operate in a very individualistic society. They don't they lack that empathy and that collectivism where we feel that, like of course we should like mm-hmm. pay for so and so's maternity care or their um cancer screenings or whatever. But a lot of a lot of people be like, oh well I don't want to pay for that person's maternity care. I don't I, they should have to pay for their own health care, their own cancer screening, their own mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it works in a place where you have kind of universal health care, but mm-hmm. in a pl- in a system like the US, they can't even fundamentally agree on providing people with basic services, let alone you know, trans rights are just so fucked in America. Like yeah. the whole bathroom issue yeah. is problematic, let alone giving trans people health care. Yeah. The bathroom is the issue to me is a distraction. Mm. It's a distraction from the real conversation. It's just a bunch of people who got up in arms. It's just a way to f- to get your base to foment at the mouth. Oh, totally. Yeah, and it's fueled by misinformation oh, yeah, and like for sure. terrible stereotypes. I could give a shit about bathrooms. Ever been to a gay club? Yeah. Ain't no. I Ever mean, been to like a club in Vegas? They uh, have like shared bathrooms there. And Vegas is like. Exactly. Sin. Exactly. I, I don't even use the women's washroom at the lieutenant's pump. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. The, the men's one's empty. I'm going in there. Fuck that. I've done that too <laughs> in Texas. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, you know, anyway. Um, so I think we should say, as, as all three being cis women, we would love to hear from non-binary and trans listeners too because totally. we're like we're as you can see we're we're grasping we're struggling so particularly like I want to kind of bring this back to the this this article because I think yeah. this is talking about like assigning their children a gender and I don't know like to me as a cis woman like and I guess I'm assuming all of us mm-hmm. you know you're almost assigning your child a gender or an identity when you name them like mm-hmm. we don't have very many truly truly uh, crossover names exactly mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. like you know my name's Aaron and there are male Aaron's but it's spelled differently mm-hmm. so how you spell a name and the name you give someone is kind of identifying them and yeah. so and I don't understand I guess what precludes a parent assigning a child a quote-unquote gender and or like sticking with their biological sex and then allowing them to like raising them to like but male what, and female things and then allowing them to be whatever they want to be but later. what makes a parent think that they know what gender their kids can identify with at birth well i think uh, to me i thought birth certificates said your physiological sex yeah yeah so how like i guess i'm confused at how all of a sudden parents are saying like are they saying don't put the sex on so that our child can be raised genderless uh, yeah so that I the feel kid like doesn't been, feel like also, they have to identify with i feel like there might also be like gender. a confusing part of this whole conversation where they're confusing gender and sex but i don't right know. like i don't trust christy blatchford to use the correct terminology yeah like although i have seen like a lot of reports are about this genderless yeah. child so i mean maybe the parents said don't put the sex on the birth certificate and then our child isn't automatically 
Like, I guess the issue is that, like, if you have a quote-unquote girl, all these people are going to treat her differently just because of her sex, whether or not she feels like a girl or not. And then she's going to be, That's not a good like, enough reason. Sorry. So you think I, they should have sex I, on the I basement. think they should because, you know, I, I, I'm black. Like, like... <laughs> Could you imagine? Can you imagine me being aborted because my parents are like, you know, it's gonna be really hard for her. Well, fucking, of course, it's gonna be hard for her. Your 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 job as a parent is to equip your child with certain values and certain, you know, education and skills and stuff to become great. Despite that, but since we've decided that you can be trans gender but not transracial does that does that argument apply here i don't know like i i feel you on that but on the other hand if you can if you grow up with a certain gender assigned to you by your parents and then you realize that you don't actually identify with that gender and it's not the same gender that is the sex that you have then you can change it but then like I guess, I guess it eventually comes down to how young are we listening to kids saying that they're not identifying with the gender that they're assigned. Have you met Shiloh Jolie Pitt? Like, yeah, she as young as what four is being yeah. called Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I feel a little out of my lane. So I guess, here. I guess my question is, I don't see why. I mean, I've ha- have a lot of questions, um, <laughs> but this one is like giving like I don't understand what the difference between a birth certificate and raising a child as non-binary is mm. like I didn't even lay eyes on my birth certificate till I was like 16 when you needed to carry it for like because you were yeah. driving or whatever yeah 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 so like you could still you could still put the physiological sex on the birth certificate for medical reasons or whatever but then you could still raise your child genderlessly yeah I yeah. I can mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. see the driver's license thing because that's government identification right to mm-hmm. they need to be able to identify the person before them exactly and that so i should do be believe should be that you identify with yes yeah. yes it should be the gender that you identify with yeah for that reason mm-hmm. um somehow i don't suppose that many police departments are up on the you know <laughs> yeah I, so i guess what i'm trying to say is we can't uh, I, I say police because that's what I'm thinking of, but airports and, mm-hmm. and, and, and for example, if you go in for a passport, is it, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah, well, yeah. Passports, the, the passport especially. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think that we just don't really know. We don't know. We don't know. But and we want to hear from you. Yeah. We, we want to learn. This is our totally. discussion. This doesn't mean it's the right discussion yeah, to exactly. have. Exactly. And if you think that we need to be focusing on different things or there are pieces that we're missing, by all means, like contact us, let us know. We yeah. love hearing those comments. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we also like hearing other comments because we get a good laugh. We yeah. do. We do. <laughs> Um, well, since we're on the topic of babies, should we talk about pregnancy, body shaming and pregnancy? Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> who was I it mean, who was famous that got body shamed just the other day? Jesse Crookshank. Who? Jesse Crookshank. No, Kirkshank? you mean a famous. Like, like a- famous. Oh, Rihanna. Yeah. Rihanna like told some people to fuck off because they said she was getting fat. 
Yeah, and good good on Rihanna. I saw she put on a couple layers. I'm like, you good for you, girl. Yeah, Enjoy some, some life. I saw. Well, she yeah, she's got that hot guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. By the way, that hot guy has sparked a civil war <laughs> within the black community. Black men versus black women and black and interracial dating. And when we do our dating stuff, I can't wait. It's true. I can't wait for a dating pod. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Jesse Cruikshank, um, Who is, is that, by the way? She was on, uh, the, the Hills After Show on MTV Canada. <laughs> yes. MTV with Canada? Um, with Dan Levy. Love the Hills After Show. Uh, it was yes. so good. But she's oh, now she on, has like, a new job she's, now. She's got a, a dating talk I love talk Dan show. Levy. She yeah. was on, like, E-Talk. She, yeah, she's a, she's a personality. A personality. Yeah, she's a Toronto mm-hmm. person. A Toronto personality. Do we ever get personalities in Canada that aren't from bloody Toronto? Maybe mm, Vancouver? Maybe. maybe. Yeah, Vancouver. Lainey, and that's it. Lainey Gossip from Vancouver? Lainey Gossip is from Toronto, lived in Vancouver mm. for many years. Oh, okay. Her blog blew up, started oh, okay. her e-talk stuff there, and then went, now is back in Toronto because she's on the social. Okay. Ah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, basically, um, Jesse Cruikshank is pregnant with twins and... Twins are so hot right now. Is everybody having twins? How is everyone having twins? Okay. Famous people always have twins. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like they all have fucking twins. Everybody, this, this twin thing is in. It is in. It's totes in. Um. Sir and Rumi. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I don't want me I don't okay. want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um anyway, so she wrote this um story in Flare or on their for their website and it was talking about how she has learned to become comfortable with her pregnant body and the type of body shaming from yourself and other people, I think, mm. um mm-hmm. while being pregnant or what pregnant women experience. That's interesting. <sighs> So, I mean, yeah, because I think probably there's a there's a stage of pregnancy where it's like not, you know, you're not doing Beyonce photo shoots and flowers with this huge, giant, beautiful pregnant belly. There's like just like a time where you're sort of just bigger than you were. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a yeah, obviously, like you obviously get bigger, but like there's a time where you're like that moment, I think, is what she talks about in this this article when she realized her normal clothes weren't fitting. Mm-hmm. 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 There's kind of just that moment. You're like, oh, shit. Like, this is a real thing. And I think that there's probably, obviously not speaking from experience, <laughs> um, where, like, once you, like, can understand that there are humans inside of you who require you to be this big and to consume all this, these extra calories and to sustain your body and gain all this weight, then you're like, oh, okay, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, but I guess it's because there's so much societal pressure on women to be this like really unrealistic body type. Although I, well, no, that part isn't changing. I do think that like the Kardashians or whatever have pushed this like bigger body type like mm-hmm. we've moved from like kate moss to black like, bodies yes yeah yeah <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> it, but i mean like the the waist to hip ratio still seems well, very unrealistic I very barbie something yeah. about okay so when beyonce oh this was like in f- 2014 
2015, I want to say. Yeah. With not with Lemonade, but the self-titled album. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there Beyonce and Nicki Minaj did a um, oh their burger music. Oh video. yeah, 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 yeah. What was it called? Uh, why all of a sudden? Was it I for the for I woke up like this? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Um, flawless. The yeah. flawless remix. Yeah. Wish I was your pancake. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite line. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, there was this, all of a sudden, this, like, this hip boob or something, they called it. Oh. Yeah. yeah was it I the know. thigh brow? I wish. You know what? I'm going to take a picture of that. Was it the thigh brow? Was because it the thigh brow or the thigh? The thigh brow is, like, that yes. line that you get yes. when you're, like, squatting and your yes. thighs hit your hips and yeah. then it's, like, a thing. Yeah. You know? It's really? like a really? It's like a thing for women with natural hips. It, that's all it is. Well, yeah. I mean, I saw it. I was like, well, that's just a crease. Yeah. <laughs> in your body. Yes. So we we have an unrealistic idea of what a body actually looks like. We always have. We always love the adolescent boy slash girl frame. Which I mean, that's just how I am. Not you. <laughs> That's the thigh brow. Oh. I know. It's literally just, just... A thigh. Just a line. It's like a crease when you sit down. Oh, that's why but we have, have the, like... high-waisted underpants and yeah. high-cut... Is that why you got that bathing suit? Fuck yeah. I'm like, check yeah, out my you did. thigh brow. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you wish yeah, that was... It's, it's not even the bikini anymore. But that's it's why we now it. sit like Bambi. That's why all the Bambi pose on Instagram. That's right. Oh. Yes, because the the Mm -hmm. ideal body is changing. Yeah. But, um, which I could talk about later in a different whatever. Yeah. Um, But uh, I also think that um, this idea of sexy, sex appeal, attractiveness for women is only tied up in the body. Only. Yeah. And I find that it's then people become confused about sex and sexuality and so on and so forth because it always stems from the physical. We cannot look at a woman and say, damn, she's charming as shit. That's sexy. That's true. That's That's true. true. Well, and if you only wrap it up in your body and then you get pregnant, which drastically changes your body, Mm -hmm. then I can imagine that there's a lot to cope with in terms of emotions, especially since we're literally told from when we're, like, I think the stat is re- like 60% of 10 year old girls have gone on a diet yeah. already. Like we're but told their mothers we're have so gone long. Yeah. That the size of your genes is yeah. what is, is what is important formulating and you as a human mothers. Like every time a mother, like a woman who's a mother goes on a diet, it makes it seem as though there's something wrong with her body. Mm. That she has mm-hmm. to change. Right. And this constant changing and not being satisfied yeah. is also passed down. Yeah. Because, sorry, yeah, listen, I spent time with oh. a 10 year old kid and I was just like, damn, this kid picks up everything. Exactly. Okay? Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm sorry, I was wrong. 60% is actually quite a bit low? too low. It's 80%, 80% yeah. of 10 year old girls what? have been on a diet. Yeah. 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 According to the Keep It Real campaign. I mean, if your kid's eating a bunch of sh- crap, then that's one thing. And, like, they should probably change to a healthier diet, but that's not a diet. It's just, like, a lifestyle change. Yeah, it's, it's a just, lifestyle like, about change, teaching yeah. your kids healthy lifestyle habits, which is, like, don't play video games all day and eat Cheerios. Like, that's 
go out for a walk and but parents don't necessarily (laughs) i'm not sure how many parents do that let's put it that way yeah yeah um yeah um, getting back to this, this flare piece, I think mm-hmm. that I've actually been reading a lot this week about um, the expectations of pregnant women. And like right now we're in a in a place where the expectation of a pregnant woman is to also be very, very athletic and very yeah. active. Demir, yeah. Demi Moore ruined it for everybody in 1990 with that yeah. nude pregnant pose where yeah. she just looked fit, just a belly. Because apparently yeah. once um, Beyonce canceled her Coachella appearance this mm-hmm. year because she's pregnant with twins, yeah. uh, people were just like, well, Beyonce's not special anymore. They mm-hmm. accepted some sort of superhuman feat from a person pregnant with two children, two uh, babies. And it would have been late in her pregnancy too. Like she would have been like seven months pregnant, right? Seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, like she had, it's not like the she showed up. Of, once I heard she was pregnant, I'm like, she ain't doing Coachella. No. I was like, the only way she's doing Coachella is if she gives birth on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which people would be like, ooh, ah. When I'm pregnant, I want to like. <laughs> also, pregnant, like her Grammy performance or whatever. She was barely it, moved. She sat in a chair. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. a reason. Okay. Yeah. 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 There was a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, like, 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 no. By the way, did you, so, sorry, did you see the twins? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course so we saw the twins. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> that I had, follow that her had, on Instagram too. It had almost <laughs> like one mil, or sorry, one billion likes when I looked at it on Instagram yesterday. It's I'm at like nine point one million Are you likes. S- like it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Justin Trudeau only wishes. Mm. Uh, it has nine million four hundred thousand likes. Who gets nine million likes? I know. How is that even possible? Like, In her defense, she only has one hundred and four million followers, so that's not a good ratio. That's not. A, I feel like <laughs> one hundred and four million. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, only yeah. a tenth of people. Oh right, yeah. it would have to be nine hundred and ninety-nine million to get to billion, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not an economist. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I was like, we almost have a billion dollars in the national treasury. They'd be like, wow, that's great. And I'd be like, yeah, nine million. And they'd be like, oh, it's not the same. <laughs> it's like, mm, not really. Um, okay. Ooh, this is my other point about this, about, what's her name? Jesse. Jesse. Jesse? Yeah. Jesse okay. Kirkshank, yeah. Jesse who? Kirkshank. Huh. You know we don't say names on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but still, okay. we're only saying this one because we know how to say yeah, it. Because yeah, because we heard it every single week. After Thanks the Hills. to Hills Out for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where Dan Levy was on it. Yeah, yeah. Who I absolutely. By the way, if you're not watching Shits Creek, so you're funny. missing out. It's so funny. It Same is with like, Baroness von Sketch. Everyone really watch Baroness, Baroness von Sketch. Von Sketch it's too? the funniest show. Okay, ever. I will totally watch that. Anyway, um, she is in entertainment. Her job is. TV. Yeah. Her job yeah. is to look good. Yeah. So for her, I can understand like all of the stuff that she's going through because it's not just about her body changing. It's her ability to do her job yeah. as well as yeah. she used to. Yeah. And then the pre- when she gives birth, that pressure is going to be on for her to, to lose yeah. that bounce back and yeah. bounce back. That yeah. that's the thing is that women and I've seen and. I have seen. Have you seen the the um, research that shows that women and men have totally different ideas on the female body and the ideal female body? body? Mm-hmm. Although I have a problem with asking men what's ideal on my yeah. body, but whatever. I get yeah. the point. Yeah, I I get that. Mm-hmm. Women always think 
the ideal is thinner than men think. Mm. Yes. Like yeah. at least by a size, if not two. Yeah. Hmm. I and I find that very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. You know, it's interesting talking with men about their bodies. Oh. And their dad bods. Well, but with no children. Like, <laughs> but like their but like their insecurities and whatever. It is. Oh. It really is. Okay, first of all, height is a thing with men. Yes. It's a huge thing. You think you think getting gaining a little weight? Listen, a woman who gains a little weight is still going to get sexed, okay? Mm-hmm. She's still going to get sexed. A man, a short man? Meh, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's it depends on how short, right? Yeah, I think there's varying degrees of short. Yeah, yeah. But uh, actually, I'm going to tell a story that isn't mine. So uh, <laughs> shout out to the person who knows who this is their story. Um, <laughs> she was on a dating app. Now, she's a little bit taller than me, so like around 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, but, I mean, that's not that tall. That's that's not like, you know, I mean, for a woman, tall. it's kind of tall. Yeah, it's like tall, tallish, whatever. Um, that's because you're how tall? I'm 5'8". Okay. I'm 5'4". To me, a 5'9 woman is tall. (laughs) I just mean like she's not like 6'2 or anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, So anyway, so she she goes on a date with this dude from Tinder. She shows up. She's in like, you know, like short heels or maybe even flat. Kitten heels. Yeah, I can't remember the exact details of the story. But she was like fully like quite a bit taller than him. Like almost like a head taller. And this has happened to me on dates too. And she's only 5'9"? How yeah. short was he? Well, pretty short. Wow. But then he was, like, very defensive. So when this happened to me, the guy, when I I was wearing heels on the date, and I was, like, he was, like, to my shoulder. And I was, like, oh, wow. Like, in my mind, I was, like, oh, wow, you're really short. But he didn't say anything about it. He was gracious, and we just never spoke again. Mm. Because it, it just the physiologicalness of it would have been sort of awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her though, he she shows up and he stands up next to her and he's like, "Oh my god, you're tall." And she was like, <laughs> "Well, I mean, I guess so." And he was like, "No, but like really tall." And she was like, "Well, I'm not really. I wouldn't call it really tall." And then he was like, "Well, why didn't you put on your profile that you're really tall? Why didn't you put how tall you are?" And she was like, <gasps> "I what? Like this is so weird." He was like really mad about it. You know what? I Ew. don't understand yeah. why he thinks he can order up women like Ew. Yeah. You know. She was like like, I, like a milkshake. She's fucking taller than you. Yeah, deal. Yeah. Like just okay, whatever. Just fucking deal. Like long legs forever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> word. You know. Malia Obama word word yeah. word. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah. Tall. Balding. Baldness is a thing with yeah. men. Yeah. 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 Basically men aging. I don't know what it. I didn't know this was a thing. But there is there is a there's a celebrated men's aging that yeah. we can mm-hmm. get like a silver fox like sexy like as George fuck. Clooney yeah yeah mm-hmm. but you have to be a certain type of well man. this is the thing so like we've we've lifted up certain types of men's aging and and made it sexy but then other things that happen as men age we have not made sexy no no like bowling yes so yeah um anyway. Body shaming during pregnancy. I just think there's a lot of shaming around pregnancy. It, sh- pregnancy is fucking hard. Like, I, I, it's you you breastfeed or you don't, and then you're an asshole or you're not. And it's like, you're, well, do you have to breastfeed them, but you can't do it in public. And, like, don't get fat, but you have to feed your child. And, like, or now you better get skinny again. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It's By the way, yeah. if anybody out there is, like, it has, like, a breastfeed in public campaign, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Hashtag whip it out. Because, <laughs> or hashtag whip them out. Yeah. You can use that. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not using it. Go ahead. Um, but this this idea, 
we're so schizophrenic and fucked up as a society because <laughs> so breasts outside are okay for male con- sexual consumption yeah. mm-hmm. but to feed your child is a problem yeah yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Puritan England. Yeah. I will say it. Um, yeah. So if any if any pregnant women or f- I guess women who have children who want to share their their stories of being body shamed by others, or like feel share their own stories of feeling shame about their pregnant bodies, you know, we'd love to hear them and maybe share them on the podcast on a separate episode. Totes. Yeah, but we won't say who you are unless you want us to. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Well. Onwards. Onwards and upwards. Ooh. Or maybe downwards. Who knows? <laughs> All right, so now we're moving on to segment two, Rent and Receipts, where we each bring an article to share with the others. So, Bailey, do you want to kick it off? Sure. Um, so, my Rent and Receipts this week are that doctors are warning against the new trend of women putting uh, glitter pills in their vaginas. <laughs> sorry, sorry, what? So, <laughs> Wait, what? In, case, in case, like, the jade egg of goop, like, phenomenon wasn't enough. I guess a jade egg in your vagina uh, doesn't make it pretty enough. So uh, we now have available to us um, glitter fil- glitter pills. So the- so is it like it's like a, a an Advil capsule filled with glitter that dissolves and then there's glitter everywhere? Well, yes. So I'm I, I encourage everyone to go to the website prettywomaninc.com. Uh, and you'll find the Passion Dust uh, segment, but I'll just... That's what it's called? Passion Dust. Uh, so I'm just going to... I'll just read verbatim from the website for a minute. Passion Dust is the first product of its kind. It is a small, sparkleized capsule that dissolves when inserted into the vagina and releases the sweet sparkle that is Passion Dust. Passion Dust creates what we call Magicum, which is essentially Wait, what? <laughs> what? 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 Which is essentially a Wait, Magicum? Magicum. That that actually rolls I off mean, the it, tongue. It, it does it does roll in no way. Pun intended. Uh so oh. which is essentially a flavored orgasm. Sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Flavored? I'm yes. confused. So let me just skip to the next little bit here. There's passion, more. Passion dust capsules do not come in different flavors or scents. The flavor is sweet like candy, but not overly sweet. Just enough to make your lover feel like you're Yara, in parentheses, water lady or little butterfly, <gasps> in parentheses, is what all vaginas should look, feel, and taste like. Soft, sweet, and magical. Your partner will not be tasting a mouthful of dry glitter particles. It will still be you, only sweet so women what your vagina is fine the way it is it doesn't need to be bejazzled or bejeweled or whatever the fuck it was it doesn't bejazzled 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 um it doesn't need to be glittered or sparkled or flavored or scented in any way the smell and taste of vagina is fine the way it fucking is. It doesn't need glitter inside of it. Don't put glitter in your vagina. 
that now, so they, of course, have had to respond on their website about... Uh, Many questions. <laughs> yes. About whether or not you, uh, the, you know, the doctors are right about it. So it, <laughs> they've had to say, um, what if my partner thinks it's weird? Most people love it and some people hate it. Hate the idea of it, and that's fine to each their own. If your partner is a guy, then don't tell him is how you fix that. It will most. How the fuck can he not notice? <laughs> well, it will most certainly be a surprise for him. Men don't know or understand why women do half the things they do. What? They- <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> they don't know or care why girls and women like pretty sparkly things. So to them, it's all weird, crazy, stupid, and pretty much unnecessary. If left up to this them... This is why nobody <laughs> believes us when we when we report sexual report assault. Sexual assault. It's we, bullshit like yeah. this. If we left it up to them, we'd have thin eyebrows, colorless, dry lips, and short lashes literally not true uh literally <laughs> i don't remember the last time i asked for permission to do something with my body but anyway carry um on. well so here's the thing they say how often do men know what they like to do anyway exactly they never understand the reasons why but they always appreciate the results trust us we have an equal number of men who purchase passion dust as gifts for their wives and girlfriends so they're not out there angry about it do they all work at this company (laughs) when he looks down and sees his thing and it's shining like a 24 karat gold magic stick it will be weird but he won't be mad he'll either be really impressed with himself or really impressed by you until he realizes that god didn't answer his prayers it was just you and your magical yara <laughs> is this the copy on the website? This is the copy on the website. I did not. Why read does you it the- sound so like, like in the fifties when like you know mm-hmm. older women mm-hmm. would sit down with the younger ones and tell them how to please their man? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I would just like to continue. There it goes on to reasons to try passion dust. Yeah, there's a reason. One, given us a list. it's oh. pretty and just for fun. Why not try it? <laughs> the worst that could happen is that your lover won't want you leaving the house if it's still sparkling. <laughs> like, What if he chokes on the glitter? Well, I, that's a good question. That's not in the Q&A, though. Two, <laughs> we know how boys feel about glitter and glosses, etc., we, we say, do? <laughs> we say boys because no man has yet to complain that they don't like it. Under normal circumstances. But seriously, what is there for him to complain about? What's he going to say? Well, they've told us what he might say. Uh, what the fuck? Why is it so pretty? Why does it smell good and taste sweet like that? I just don't like it. It feels all good and stuff. Am I the only one who feels like if a guy's getting sex at all, he's winning? Yeah, so let's just let's, <laughs> okay. let's just take this to the hypothetical next level. Okay. If you guys put glitter in your vaginas, a glitter pill in your in your in your vaginas, vaginas. And if your man came out with his thing looking like a 24 karat gold magic stick, uh, what would happen? What would he say? Let's let's play a hypothetical. What would he say? Yeah. If Like, if all of a sudden he pulled out and he was like, oh, my God, my dick's covered in glitter. What the fuck? What would he say? (laughs) I feel like texting him now. How do I get this off? (laughs) I've already texted. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know that we have male listeners to our podcasts. Shout out men. Um, <laughs> hashtag not all men want a 24 karat gold magic stick. So then. They'd settle for 24 inches, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. This like is very heteronormative. Yeah. Definitely. So what, what if you're two women? Uh, well, apparently, then, it, it, remember, you, it makes you look prettier and taste sweeter because your vagina as it is is not good enough. It's not so sweet nor pretty. in theory, uh, a woman going down on another woman could end up with glitter all over her face. I, is what you're suggesting. Depending on how enthusiastic she is, yeah. I mean, glitter could be anywhere. Could all you? everywhere. What if you could were you put like, in the anus? a gay couple... They, it doesn't say. It, it doesn't says you can swallow them, us. maybe. Yeah. Is also, this edible? Sounds disgusting. I just, I mean, I really. Oh, my God. I, I really no, no. And they used to do it with a beard, and he looks, oh, God. Oh, God. I oh. really do encourage everyone oh. to go to the website By so the you way, can see the sparkly bush. You know what that, you know what that means? The and bush sparkly. is back. The bush is back. You know what? I'm here for this, by the way. Yeah. This bush. I mean, I, I don't I don't begrudge anyone a sparkly bush if that's what they want. But I don't think we should put things in our vaginas, especially under the premise that they're not pretty or sweet enough as they are. So, anyway, folks. Why? Okay. Don't, don't put... Don't put Sorry, I have, I have a question about the actual product. Do you mm. get to pick what color the glitter is? Well, no, they said it they only comes in one color and one flavor. What? Yeah. So then, it, so I assume it comes in gold because how else would you have a 24-karat mm-hmm. magic stick? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, they do have the question on the website, is it safe? And so the first sentence says, passion dust is safe. The second sentence says, disclaimer, the small particles of glitter could trigger an asthma attack for those who suffer from asthma if ingested during oral sex. There you go. So... I mean, it's not actually, not actually safe. Uh, they say any gynecologist would tell you that nothing should go in your vagina. And I would agree with those Same. gynecologists. Cosine. <laughs> uh, I'm going to trust someone who Hashtag has, dicks only. Yeah, I'm going to take the end. Or, sorry, that's very heteronormative. Well, uh, yeah, tongues. Tongues. Toys. 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 Uh, just not glitter. Not, yeah, not glitter. No, I feel like somebody's somebody could get very anaphylactic shock over that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the advice of an MD over somebody who uh, writes sentences that read uh, the way that this website reads. So anyway, that's uh, that's my my rent receipts today. Don't don't put hold glitter on. in well, your vagina. I'm boring. Hold I'm on. boring this week. Yeah. <laughs> So my rent and receipts this week. Um, earlier this week, uh, perennial bro Ashton Kutcher hosted a Facebook chat early, earlier this week about gender equality and sexism in the workplace with mm. a focus on Silicon Valley because he does a lot of tech investing. And so he seems like the perfect person to host a tech Sexism seminar. Right. So, um, I, I mean, we, we all know that Silicon Valley is having a difficult time in terms of sexism with Uber. Yeah. Um, with, you know, a lot of other awful things happening. Um, but prior to the, the Facebook event, 
he had posted on his LinkedIn page, which again is problematic as you will see, um, mm-hmm. some questions. LinkedIn again. Yeah. Okay. So the first question, or what he writes, couple questions that I would love to include public commentary on. One, what are the rules for dating in the workplace? Flirting? Oh my God. Two, what are the clear red lines? Uh. Three, where does the line between work life and social life stop and start? I see Demi Moore taught him nothing. <laughs> um, four, given that in the short term, we are clearly bound by the existing educated talent pool in STEM, other than promoting STEM education parity going forward, how do we do a stopgap solution? How about this? Hire more women and people of color yeah. Five. who are in STEM. That's Don't five. give me the shit. Stopgap. Five. Oh, there's more. Oh, oh there's more. Uh, Should investors invest in ideas that they believe believe have less merit so as to create equality across a portfolio? Oh, oh for... F- okay, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Why is it that every time we talk about... It, it, diversifying the 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 talent pool all of a sudden the quality goes down everyone's like i don't know where we're gonna find the people they uh, and then that is because the underlying assumption you're making is that people of color and women are not as qualified as white males exactly so ashley kutcher has a couple other questions his final question is are these the right questions (laughs) (laughs) that's why that's why he was getting pummeled on twitter Oh, yeah. Ooh, Twitter. <laughs> so. I, uh, uh, <laughs> Bailey, but uh, why? Like, it, so, okay. okay. Go, go no, ahead. No, I, I, I don't even have anything to say. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'm you do. I'm just like, what the fuck, Ashton? <laughs> why? Like, what is so. So, this is a classic male ally example yep. of male ally bullshit. Yep. They're like, well, I set up a seminar and I talked about sexism and tech, so I don't know why you're mad. And it's like, well, did you have any women? Did you, did did a woman contribute a question to this fucking fucked up list of questions? Like, did like did, did, But also like why is the first question about dating in the workplace? Yeah, exactly. Well, because men are afraid. They're always like, "Oh, well, if I if I see a hot piece of ass in the workplace, then I want to tell her she's a hot piece of ass, but I also might want to take her to dinner and fuck her. Is she going to throw some lawsuit against me?" And it's like, "Probably." Yeah, you deserve it if she does. Yeah. Like, ugh. <laughs> where what why are the clear I red her, lines? Why yeah. can't I um, send her my dick pics? Like, yeah. what's the problem? These bitches line? have no sense of <laughs> what humor. What are the clear red lines? Like, um ev- everything unless it's like a welcome yeah, 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 yeah. Consent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Respect? So, like, men are so afraid to legislate and policy things because they're like, well, what if one time I wanted to do this? And it's like, just use your fucking common sense. Because they don't, they're not thinking with that brain. Yeah. And we're all supposed to accept that as, as A-OK. Mm. And that's what kills me is that we do have this boys will be boys mentality and attitude towards men who are adults and should have self-control yeah or at least think about shit <laughs> that's the difference between us and the animals we just don't go bah, 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 bah. <laughs> at least at least we do within regulated you know times. <laughs> but the point is like ashton kutcher can i just talk about this from a brand perspective this guy has been out of the limelight for a long time. Yeah. 
I don't know. It could have been I mean, two. he still has that Netflix show, The Ranch. Oh, which is fucking terrible. Have you, I have you ever tried it. to watch it? I don't, it. it's so bad. I don't I've know what never the point heard of is. I, I turned it on for like 10 minutes. And okay. I was like, I can't. So the fact get that I've, this. the fact that I, who's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, a yeah. lot, has not heard about Ashton, Ashton Kutcher's show, but fucking watches Shit's Creek should tell you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Ashton Kutcher now wants to, I don't know, wade into some type of conversation to get notoriety or to get his brand going. Mm. But he sounds like the dumbass dude bro he was on the 70s show. Yeah. And yeah. Kelso. He what's was his name? Kelso. Kelso. Oh. Okay. And so it's like Ashton, your father now. Well, and Mila Kunis is a feminist, and she wrote a really great op-ed. She, well, I don't know. Okay. She's a white feminist. Yeah, okay, okay. She wrote a good op-ed about, like, women in Hollywood and the pay gap and, like, equal opportunity. But I feel like, uh, yeah, actually, I think, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, she's a white feminist, so she's the kind of feminist who'd be like, yeah, baby, you should totally do that panel. That's a really good idea. And the yeah, thing you is, care about women. Well, that's the thing, is that because yeah. he's done this, you know, Facebook event, he's going to get fucking ally cookie because he's like oh thanks for like least trying yeah thanks wow ashton kutcher really cares about (laughs) that's our fault well yeah that is totally our fault i'm happy to hear he got called out on twitter oh he got called out on twitter people like what the Mm -hmm. fuck is this you know and then of course what's that this is what i love twitter is like goes in in like in like cycles okay so or goes in like layers so first is the is the what the fuck is this bullshit then it trends and then people and then people go through their blah 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 blah. but as the waters recede you will get really thoughtful twitter essays Mm -hmm. on the topic Mm -hmm. and um i think there were some really thoughtful twitter essays on this topic from women of color yeah in stem yeah by the way um there is this like belief that because people are in science there's no racism or sexism yeah because science in itself is um well it's factual it's binary it, it is or it isn't mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. however the industry of science is not yeah and that's why you can have a christopher hitchens who is he's probably more philosophist maybe but you know Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. a a thought leader or these thought leaders be sexist and racist yeah because on the right or on the left you can be sexist and racist if you can couch it in propriety Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) (laughs) and because he tried and he worked hard that's the other thing yeah. that's the other shit that i hate i worked hard but you produce crap so it doesn't matter yeah okay yeah and ashton ashton kutcher who because he married an older woman gets too many passes too yeah. many mm, yeah right yeah. because he somehow defied beauty standards it's like yeah mm. but she's still a mega babe yeah like yeah in terms of conventional beauty well standards. yeah sure. she was 50 years old on charlie's angels in a bloody yeah. bikini looking yeah. like gorge yeah exactly you know 
Anyway. What an idiot. Feminism, don't don't big up male allies just because they're there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. You big up people who respect you and respect your work and respect your space. Mm. Period. Mm-hmm. That those are the people you big up. Yet yeah. I don't see that. It's funny because I think we'll have male quote unquote male allies write into us after this episode and be like, Well, like, what do you mean male you don't trust male allies? Like not all male allies. Like and, and I'm gonna be like, You're all that lives male matter. Ally. Yeah, you're that male ally. Yeah, you're all lives matter. <laughs> yeah. Is what you are. Exactly. And that's not a good thing in case you haven't been keeping up with current events. Yeah. Or events over the past anytime, four years. Anytime you're excluded from a space because of your privilege, it's uncomfortable. You can be uncomfortable with that and let the space exist without you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It is not all about making you feel comfortable. Exactly. You are walking into a space that is not where you don't have the authority and a lot of a lot of white people don't know how to deal with that no and they don't know how not to be consulted on these issues first or at all yeah and i find that there is there's an a kind of ego tripping there where um where male allies racial allies whatever are supposed to be treated with some kind of welcome mat because they do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so because you're not lynching black people, I'm supposed to give you a cookie? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But is it a good cookie? <laughs> <laughs> is it passion? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have sparkles? <laughs> okay, Erica, your turn. Oh, I'm so boring with my rent and receipts because, you know, why not? Um, you know, you contain multitudes. I <laughs> do something. <laughs> well, I mean, after Sparkle Yara's, I don't know where. I don't know where to compete. go after that. <laughs> uh, okay, so my Okay, so I'm kind of a fan of Rona Ambrose. I think I've said this before in the podcast. Yes, Rona. Is it Rona? It's Rona. Really? Yeah. Our whole lives with the names. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. This well, is blowing my mind. We have talked about it on the podcast because remember I said she was a great health minister and then Aaron corrected me and was like, mm, she wanted to backpedal on abortion. And I was like, right. So. Yeah. But in theory, I'm also a fan of her. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, she wrote an op-ed in McLean's magazine. And it's basically, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a nice sort of goodbye to politics Mm because she's leaving political life after 13 years Mm -hmm. yeah i will truly say that the conservatives missed out yeah when they i don't know why she left and only she knows but i think they should have tried harder to keep her Mm. because that would have been a signal that we are open to people who are not like Mm-hmm. us not not like our social conservatives and b it would at least um give people give people under the age of 50 something to hold on to yeah <laughs> you know so anyway she she goes into how she never really considered politics and now but you know she always had these robust discussions she grew up abroad she's um She's 
basically been exposed to other cultures, blah, 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 blah. She talks about running for office. And for two Canadian standards, it was pretty open mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, honest-like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I said two Canadian standards because, you know, Canada is not a place where they can take real talk. So mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where the truth is lauded. Yeah. Okay. Um, what she's trying to do is to get other women to enter politics. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was exceptional for the podcast yeah. this week because you know we're doing our thing we're doing our thing together and we're doing it separately and who knows what what would happen in the future right mm-hmm. who knows if there's a, a run in one of us i say not me because my facebook and twitter that vetting process i would never get through the vetting process <laughs> well you could hire someone to clean it up this is true mm-hmm. or i could be the person that people hire to clean it up and yeah. make more money yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Okay. Um, so this is great. Um, she's she, And she said, I've been mocked, dismissed, insulted, threatened, including with sexual violence, mm-hmm. underestimated, cyberbullied, sexually harassed, disrespected, and ignored because of my gender. So when I hear a young woman say that she is not ready, I get it. But my response is the same. None of the negative experiences outweigh the incredible opportunity to change the lives of people that need your help. And you are not alone. I've also experienced overwhelming support, encouragement, and advocacy from men and women in my life who were ready to champion women's leadership. If you have the passion, then you are worthy and you are ready now. Eh, no. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I I feel like a lot of young women don't go into politics because of it's such an incredibly high risk for failure. Like, there's a good chance you're not going to be the one that gets elected. And, like, I think there's a gendered, um, unique kind of shame or um, disappointment in women's failure that isn't as, like, lauded as men's failure. Like... You know, there's these things called, like, fuck-up nights, and and it's like a, you know, Mm -hmm. disruptive thinking, design thinking kind of thing where you go and tell your failures and then you learn from them. To me, that feels really male-dominated. Like, I don't think we're talking about women's failures from a gendered lens enough. Institutionally, yes, but I... The entrepreneurial community is a bit different. Mm. So there are spaces for women, female entrepreneurs to do those things too yeah yeah so but but that's only in a specific yeah um, politics kind it's not it's not the institution Mm. there's no institution in entrepreneurship to oversee these things or Mm. to or to dictate the right yeah there's no like gatekeepers there's no gatekeepers right Mm -hmm. so you can you can share your experiences quite readily and that's what i found like I in, my parents are visiting and from Alberta and um, I introduced them to my entrepreneurial crowd and it was just such a wonderful to be honest I think entrepreneur I would take this out and put entrepreneurship mm. because I think in that space there is 
you're expected to make mistakes no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. You're expected not to know. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is when you go to those institutions for venture capital funding, mm. for loans, you mm-hmm. go to banks, you go, that's where the problem is, yeah. is that we, we still live in this male-dominated institution, especially in Canada, yeah. especially. Yeah. And to me, we have we have put certain spaces for men only for example next time you're somewhere with with women who are of the baby boomer generation and older start talking politics and business and see where it gets you yeah it's we we're still there yeah and and it's disappointing for this country to be honest because i don't think america is as there as they seem to be right now yeah because i've had so for example i'm gonna i'm going to just tell this story the person who's gonna listen to this knows it's her story okay (laughs) so she got so i know somebody who was like um i would say a thought leader in um She's black. Mm-hmm. She's francophone. She's from Ontario. A woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no space for her here. Mm-hmm. She went down for, to the states, which doesn't have a history of francophone. Yeah, yeah. Um, she did her. She did her masters, and now she has this souped-up job in some very important space. And she messaged me, and she says, "Don't let people." She said. This would never have happened to me in Canada. I mm. never could have gotten here in Canada. I tried mm. so hard. The space is not there because we're still in male, white dominated spaces. And I can't talk truth, mm. okay, in politics. That's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, it's nice for Rona to say this and say, come on, girls, let's. I've had people tell me, oh, you should go into politics. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I because I do real talk, and judging from the comments on our citizen article, this country has a long way to go. First of all, let me just put this out there as an FYI: anytime you say the word "colored," I'm not listening to anything else you have to say well, because it tells me that you are in a 1950s mentality. Well, and I yeah. think one interesting thing or too, or the other thing is mulatto. Anytime you say mulatto, I got yeah, nothing for you. Okay. Weird. So anyway, I think um, what's interesting too, like what how you said like oh my social media like the background check I wouldn't pass that I feel like there is a gender lens to that too because Mm -hmm. I think women like every time I put up a picture on Instagram of me like in a bikini top I I often think because I thought about running for office like like if I ran for prime minister I would have to make sure this picture goes away because Mm -hmm. I know that I would be shamed for those pictures yeah but I don't think any well certainly no one's shaming Justin Trudeau for his topless pictures but like you know, like on the daily, I don't think men have that same consideration when they're thinking about running for office. They don't think about not only like their like whether or not what they've said it would be politically acceptable. They don't think about the shaming of of your body mm-hmm. as part of mm-hmm. a campaign tactic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, hmm. exactly. Um, I I know what somebody somebody's gonna say. Well, you know. It won't change if you don't try it. And I'm just like, you know what? I hate those stupid comments. Because (laughs) they're not the ones 
who have to deal with the mental struggle, the emotional struggle well, of that. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's easy. It's easy to tell someone what to do instead yeah. of like how how it under like affects you. Exactly. And yeah. I, yeah, I think it's easier for white women to say that too. Yes, sure. it is because it's a, a lot easier for us to get into institutions and change them from the inside yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Um, I also think that Rona Ambrose represents a sort of um, right wing center right, I guess, feminism that is white feminism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in here. It's it's all a gender lens, but she doesn't even give credence to race. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or immigration status. Yeah. Or any other of the others. And yeah. what I find with that type of center-right white feminism mm-hmm. is that um, they think that feminism is the end of the line. Yeah. And that those that's the main issue. They don't under they don't really believe or understand intersectionality. Well, and I yeah. think center left feminists are willing to acknowledge those things like they would write that those things exist in the op-ed but not actually do anything about changing them. Agreed. Yeah, so, that's true. So basically and so you're right actually. That mm-hmm. that happens a lot. Yeah, where they're, they're like, like yeah. well, I said it, so tick tick. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I said it, so that's enough. There, I covered my intersectional basis. Exactly, and it's like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, like I have to do something. <laughs> yeah, acknowledging isn't the same as actually doing something or fully understanding it either. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> that was that was my piece. I um, thank you, Rona. Rana. 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 <laughs> But um, I feel like I'll sit this one out. Yeah. I feel like, like, I feel like you two would be much better at this because somebody's going to piss me off, okay? <laughs> and I'm just going to be like, I, I'm just, no, no. Well, maybe we need more real talk in politics. Though. We do. I totally but who, agree. But who's yeah. going to elect that? Well, that's yeah, true. that's, Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hit Miss. Wait, yeah, misogynist of the week next, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, who wins this week? <laughs> Rob Kardashian. Yay! 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 How did I like? It's a dubious distinction. I know. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I mean, I just was like, how did this blow up in like a day? What the fuck happened? Well, yeah. So, uh, do we know. believe this is real? By the way, do we believe that this is like a script? Well, I saw. I mean, I saw the nudes. So Rob Kardashian uh, got angry with Black China. Yeah. Again. Because, yeah. Because this is not his first offense. No, this is not his first offense. So I guess he says that Black China sent him a video of some dude she was fucking. And in revenge, uh, Rob Kardashian put up nudes of her online and also, like, trashed her body, said that plastic surgery fucked up her body, like, said her nipples used to be cute and now they're not. Put up all the nudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, As opposed to his nipples. Well, so he was shaming a, for, a, like a woman with a baby. Yeah, shaming shaming the mother of his child, the mother of his baby. Yeah, yeah. She's got a baby sucking on those nipples. Yeah. Well, he said, uh, "Yeah, your nipple, her nipples used to be so cute, and now they look like this." In 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 tandem with the nude of her full body that he posted. Um, so anyway, they were that's disgusting. He posted them first on Instagram, and then Instagram kicked him off 
the whole platform and then he posted them all on Twitter and then they obviously got taken down off Twitter too but not before I'm sure millions of people I caught the Twitter them. set yeah because <laughs> Instagram is a little bit too grandma sometimes <laughs> it really is I'm just like really Instagram I don't need you tone policing me. Yeah. Anyway, so what's interesting now is that, of course, um, Black China has a lawyer, and the lawyer is moving forward with pressing charges for him against for revenge porn, which is against the law in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she also has a restraining order against him, so that's good. Which is really interesting because part of it is that he can't post photos of the baby on- Either of her children, so the child she has with him or the one from her previous relationship. Oh, well, he's on he can't? That. He cannot. He has been on Snapchat. Yeah. See, I don't know that, I don't know what the Snapchat apply. Like, oh, yeah, maybe Snapchat. It's like the internet. Count. Right, 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 right. Well, I don't know. Like, what like really bums me out, too, is that, like, so I guess people, like, Part of the issue was that she said she worked really hard to get her body back after having dream. So, mm-hmm. you know, relates back to the body shaming of pregnancy. And then he, like, outed her and said that he paid for $100,000 of liposuction or whatever. And he was like, you know, she didn't work hard for that body. So all this week on Snapchat and Instagram stories, she's been posting, like, videos of her working out, like, so hard. And it just, like, it's making me feel, like, really sad. Like, she feels like she has to justify or something i don't know it's bumming me out really hard um so obviously rob kardashian's a giant misogynist yeah he's a fucking dick um but the really interesting thing the really interesting thing is that he's basically i read this in the daily beast and they said that basically like he is making fun of i don't know making fun of but like making an example of black china and sharing her naked body Mm -hmm. which is the exact reason the kardashians are famous yeah exactly because of kim and her sex tape with ray j yeah Mm -hmm. but -hmm. black china is the one who's awful and not his sister because she's the one who elevated them all yeah, well, in the blog, Tits and Sass did a really good piece on, like, the shaming of... How do I not know this blog? Oh. I just love the name. It's, it's great. Um, Tits and Sass. I'm looking, this, I'm looking this up as we speak. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they were talking about how, because of Black China was a, a stripper and, like, everybody's saying that the dude that she was fucking is also, a, like, might be a sex worker or whatever, so... Uh, there was like this added like trying to shame them or whatever. I I have not summarized that tits and sass piece well. Um, everybody should go and read it. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's it is ex- it's it's really like I was hoping that like Chloe, who's really close to Rob or whatever, one of those sisters at least would speak out and be like, not cool what my brother did. Instead, they were just like, oh, Black China violated her NDA. Yeah, exactly. They just kept like responding with that. It's like stupid. <laughs> so, so the Kardashian, the Kardashian, yeah, she needs that lawyer because if the Kardashian yeah. clan is already closing ranks, she's fucked. Yeah. Um. And where is Amber Rose? Like Amber Rose, can you just you leave twenty one? Yeah. Over this, like, come on, because she's like slut walk and like anti slut shaming, and her Where and Black China did it. She's just promoting Twenty One Savage's album. Oh. I'm like, uh, come oh on. right, because they're dating. Just, yeah, they're dating. Ew. They're in love. Yeah. Ooh, have you seen that man? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I'm like Amber. Not, come not on, my type, like, but. Let's, oh. <laughs> I, I also really object to the name savage being used for anything. Like, I just don't think it's an okay word. 
I know we're making it a thing, but I, I don't think it should be a thing. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to step back and look at optics um, before we, we go back into the, to the actual meat of it. The Kardashians have made Black China the other. Mm. They have left her out of the name. Yeah. Kardashian. They have, I, you know, what they're doing is they're closing ranks around Rob, which fine is their, is their person. But, you know, at least try and get a, I, I would th- at least make some sort of statement about it and be like, we don't condone this we behavior, but, yeah. you know, but he's where's, family. Where, and yeah, like, and where is family? We don't condone it. Yada. We love him and we're getting him some help. Yes. Yes. He obviously is having a You're telling me, why is, you know what? Why is the Kardashian brand shitty so, like, lately? 2017 is not their year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris is, Chris Chris is, is off fucking up. this year. Yeah, she's, she's off fucking up. this year. And you know what that tells me? Attitudes are shifting. The Kardashian, if the Kardashian brand is falling, which it seems like it is, I think this is going to make it fall even more mm. because the conversations that are happening are not about Kim's ass. Yeah. It's about Kim and Chloe and the rest of them stealing work from black authors. Yeah. Once that once that brand, once that characteristic of their sticks, it's gonna be very difficult for them to come back from that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because they're only gonna be looked at as, you know, you know, it's like People already think they're trash, or some people think they're trash, but now they're not even real trash. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw an interesting take on that. Like, people were saying, somebody was like, I don't even feel bad. Like, Rob saying that Black China used him for money or whatever. And they're like, the Kardashians have been exploiting black bodies and black culture and black work for so long. Right. Like, good on Black China for finally, like, exploiting the Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that too. Yeah. And, um, the other thing, too, is that this is a black woman that mm-hmm. they're othering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look when you're in the middle of a Pepsi mm-hmm. fuck up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a Pepsi Black Lives Matter fuck up, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else was there? Kylie Clo- and Kendall's T-shirts. Oh, yes. Yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah. Kylie and Kendall's T-shirts. Did you see Sharon Osbourne, her tweet on that? No. Because they used Ozzy Osbourne and they used... You should have Tupac seen these yeah. tacky-ass stuff. It was... Ta- it, it was wasn't gross. even done properly. It didn't even look like something that would be sold in Sirens. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. You're like, damn, that doesn't even look good enough for Stitches. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so there's that. There is... Um, Chloe stealing designs from black uh, mm-hmm. designers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kylie doing the same thing. Well, Kylie stealing like bodies of black people. Like yeah, Kylie like, just they, totally yeah, she's exploiting. Just, yeah, yeah. She's remade her body to a black body. Yeah, yeah. she's like Rachel Dolezal without the perm. Ex- girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like Rachel Dolezal without the perm. I I hear a uh, yeah. You know what I hear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, um, and so I'm not, I, I, I could give two shits about the Kardashians, to be honest. I'm tired of them exploiting blackness mm-hmm. and selling blackness, but white audiences always love blackness when it's not black. Yeah. yeah. When it's sanitized for them. And oh, that's yep. what the Kardashians Once have capitalized Once white people have approved it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I hear he's coming out with a new album. I didn't like the last one. 
Yeah. Speaking of which, sorry, this is a bit off topic, but did you guys listen to Jay Z's album? Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. I loved it. I thought it was real, and I thought every time Jay Z puts out a good album, because the last album was pff, Magna, Magna Carta. Carta, Holy Grail. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> um, but every t- he did this with Blueprint Three, and I feel like, oh my gosh, hip hop's growing up. Mm. Like we're fine. Like yeah, they're t- like. The way he talked about, he didn't just talk, he didn't talk about banging hoes. Yeah. He talked about where his own fucking insecurities came from. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was real. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Well. Part, the, I don't know. So anyway, back to Black China. Go on. Well, the, I mean, that's that he gets to be misogynist of the week. Like, revenge porn is real. It's illegal. Don't fucking do that shit. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't be an asshole. And consent only extends to the person that you send the photos to. So, if somebody sends you a photo... Actually, this came up after our last uh, podcast where we were talking about dick pics. Somebody I know messaged me and he was like, well, this girl that I know, like, shared my dick pic and, like, I felt weird about it. Like, I sent it to her, like, and she told me that she showed her friends and, like... You know, why, like, how come if it the situation was reversed, uh, why would it, why would it be not okay for me to show a boob picture of you, but like, it's okay for you to show a dick pic of me? And I did think it was a good question and it did make me think, but I was like, an uninvited dick pic is a violation and I haven't consented to that. So to me, that opens up, like, if somebody sent me a dick pic and I said, send me a dick pic and then I showed it to someone else, I don't think that would be okay. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think it's about a, a conversation. But well, it's I, also I, a little bit different. Like revenge porn is clearly different than like well, showing yeah. someone a dick pic or yeah, a nude on yeah, a phone yeah, too. Yeah, and he obviously sent it to the but whole world. But I feel like the same feelings of violation are there. Yeah, so I think that if you have a conversation with someone of like, hey, let's send each other dick pics and boob pics or whatever – and then you both are like, yeah, let's do that. Then you have a consensual agreement with each other. And I don't think you should show it to anyone else. Agreed. Like, you know, but if if a dude on LinkedIn yeah, sends no, me a picture no, of his dick, no. I am going to show that around because I didn't ask for that dick pic. I didn't consent to getting it. Agreed. You like violated Agreed. me by sending it. I yep. totally agree. Yep. Yep. Unsolicited dick pics do not have the uh, same yeah. privacy, right, right to privacy, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that might be all I have. Great. Awesome. So, we're going to do a Facebook Live now. Ooh, yeah. I better put this Woo-hoo. on Facebook. <laughs> um, in the meantime, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Bad and Bitchy, on Instagram at Bad and Bitchy Pod. Nope. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, on Facebook at Bad and Bitchy Podcast, or I think the actual URL is facebook.com slash bad and be podcast and you can email us we've been getting tons of emails since a our love letters um <laughs> ottawa susan op-ed came out um so yeah the, our email address is bad and be pod at gmail.com and uh we'll uh, talk to you guys again soon thanks for listening bye, bye. bye. bye.